Ever in a position where you want to do something, but at the same time you don't? Come join us as we celebrate Meredith's 13th, sleepover at Mall Scavenger Hunt, and much more. 5 o'clock at Meredith's house. Reading this invitation, I started to think of excuses not to go. It would be rude not to go to my best friend's birthday party, I think over my head. I guess I have to go. I don't really fit in, so what's the point of going? I continued to debate in my head. With my short brown hair and my hideous face, seems like everyone there is trying to embarrass me. They want me to feel bad about myself. Why should I go if I'll just ruin all of the pictures? Whenever I get in the picture, I ruin it. My mind trails off. I didn't notice Lily walk up again. Hey, girl, Lily says, wrapping me in her arms. I didn't know what to do, so I lightly hugged her back. Hi, I stammered. Why are you wearing that? Lily says sharply. Um... Um, I murmured, this is the third time this week that she's confronted me about my appearance. You really embarrass me sometimes. We should go shopping sometime to fix you, Lily says, laughing. For the first time ever, I'm actually happy to see her friends. Lily took one look at me and seemed to be quicker than a snap. Lauren, Mom screamed. What? I yelled back. We're leaving in five, she said with authority. I definitely don't stand a chance trying to change her mind on going. We've had this conversation, and you can tell who won. I grab my pillow, favorite tiger I've had since I was five, and my back. Who knows? Maybe we'll have fun. I was trying way too hard, too hard to get excited about going. It still wasn't working. They'll have tacos. Yeah, not going to happen. Lauren! I can tell whose girly scream that was from a mile away. Meredith. Happy birthday, I say in a stiff, unnatural voice. Thank you, but my birthday isn't... I cut her off. She, she's she been talking about her birthday nonstop. Not till Monday, but you're having your party now, I exclaim. You've been talking about it since March. It's October, <laughs> I say with a chuckle after. You know me, Meredith states annoyed. They welcome me in, all of them. Jess, Maya, Sarah, and Michelle all take my stuff and scatter it throughout the room while Meredith and I catch up for a second. We were waiting for you to get here so we could head to the mall, she yelled, turning towards the others. They all start squealing and laughing, and my ears bleed. Then we walk into the kitchen and ate snacks until it was time to go. Who's ready? Mr. Mrs. Gann exclaimed. Me, they all yelled, running to the front door. Hopping into the van, everyone realized there wasn't another seat. What a coincidence. Lauren, we don't have an extra seat, so you're going to have to go with Mr. Gann and Owen. Mrs. Gann explains to me, this is when I can be Bessie's with your five-year-old brother and Meredith's dad. That's not a super bright side. I hop out and walk over. Not a single word said to me when I walk out. Hi, Mr. Gann. Hey, Owen. I was trying to be excited, but I can tell he knows I didn't want to be there. What's up, kiddo? Mr. Gann, ex Mr. Gann says with worry in his voice. He cares. What? No, no, I'm fine, I exclaim. You know when a girl says she's fine, but she's actually dying inside? Yeah, I'm not fine. They're all going to have the best time, and I'm going to be stuck with a five-year-old and no party favor. Mr. Gann needed gas, and Owen got a slushie and was very stubborn about getting one. The machine wasn't working, so Owen made us wait until they fixed it. Once we finally arrived, I could tell that the rest of the, 
the rest of the party had been there for a while. They were running around cluelessly and looked like they had made friends with boys. Smooth. I think. Of course they did. Hey, Lauren. We met these boys and I gave them my snap. <laughs> um, Meredith whispered, blushing and laughing. Here they come, my yells. From that moment, I knew what the rest of the night was going to be like. Squeals and streaks. Yay, I exclaimed to myself, sarcastically. The light above me flickers off, and it's dark where I'm standing. Okay, now that we're all together, your teams are to be chosen by the captains, who are Meredith and Maya. Miss Gain exclaims like she was a host of Cupcake Wars or something. I get first pick, Meredith yelled as loud as she could. I choose Jess, she shouted, and it went back and forth from there until I was last, of course. Lauren, <laughs> Maya says laughing. I was with Sarah and... Um, Maya. The fact that Meredith didn't choose me kind of stings, but it didn't really get to me, surprisingly. After three billion hours of me watching and trying to participate, we left. Tacos and cake when we got back. It was pretty chill. The girls gossiped about others and talked about boys. Then I, I sat on the other side of the table, not trying to exclude myself. I was the first to the table and sat there because it was my favorite spot. Though nobody came and sat next to me, and the people that were closest had their backs facing me. I talked only when Meredith asked if I wanted more Sprite. After dinner, we went downstairs to start snapping and FaceTiming with that boy they met. Justin was his name. He went to the other middle school, but apparently they've crossed paths before. After ten minutes of that, we finally started to decide what movie to watch. Let's watch The Kissing Booth, Meredith exclaims. Oh, no. OMG, yes! Everyone else yelled. I didn't want anything to do with this movie, so I laid out my sleeping bag and watched everyone laugh and squeal about the boy from the mall. I guess they weren't done. The crowd was around Meredith, and all I saw was their backs and the movie. I was tired, anyway, so I just closed my eyes and fell into a deep sleep. I was the last one up the next morning. Everyone was packed and dressed, and had dressed in the clothes they bought last night. They looked like they'd been up all night. Glad I didn't do that. They looked miserable. I could smell the crisp maple bacon from upstairs. That motivated me to get up. I tripped on my way up to the stairs, and the girls were so tired they didn't even laugh. There weren't many pieces of bacon left, but Mr. Gann had, was, already on, was already making another batch of bacon and pancakes. Good morning, Lauren. I'll be taking you home today. Your mom called and said there was an accident, Mr. Gann explained with dust in the corner of his eyes. Oh, okay. Did she say what kind of accident or if anything was okay? I panicked. No, well, I didn't ask. I didn't feel right. She seemed to be upset, so I didn't want to bother. He stutters. Okay, um, well, I want to see her. Can we go soon? I asked, worried. Yes. Eat, and I'll get your stuff together, he explained, heading downstairs. I was worried, but I knew nothing bad had happened. It was probably something with our goldfish. Must have died in the house stinks, I thought and chuckled. Walking up the driveway, I noticed that the house looked darker. There's barely any light inside. The house looked ghosted. Thank you, Mr. Gann, I said as he got back in the car. Anytime, sweetheart, he says driving away. 
Something felt weird. I felt as if a cloud was just sitting right on top of me, raining. Well, I walked into the house with a man and to see a man and my grandma from my dad's side. Mom sat me down on the couch and she started to cry. Your dad was in an accident last night and didn't make it out, she murmured while she cried. I didn't believe her, so I ran to my room trying to convince myself it wasn't true and didn't come out for a while. Thanksgiving weekend was weird. We were all sad and silent. Grandma didn't have any flowers around and no pumpkins. Gramps always made sure they made them they had the most decoration. This year their house instead was dead roots and scattered that had dead roots scattered along the yard and weeds growing through every crack. This gave the house a weird feeling. Instead of turkey and pumpkin in the air, it's salt water and burnt potatoes. I could tell they hadn't been out in a while either. It was the first time I had been out of the house other than school to see other people. School had been rough. Teachers actually pay, paid attention to me and was and they were always leaving me letting me leave five minutes early and giving me candy. It's too much sometimes. Also, I was invited to sit at the popular table, and all they do is ask me questions or act super soft, like I can't take a hit. Though it was nice to leave the house. Everything reminded me of Dad and what we did together. I couldn't even walk into the bathroom without shedding a tear. Though it was good for my mom to see her family. She hasn't let anyone come over yet. I don't know why she... I don't know why. She thinks I'm not ready. Really, she isn't ready. Grandma and Gramps kept hugging me and bought me a buttload of presents. It's only Thanksgiving, people. No one did the prayer this year. We all just had a moment of silence. Dinner was nice and there was laughter for the first time in decades. It felt refreshing, just like a cold, tall glass of lemonade on a hot summer day. Also seemed as if a new page was turned in our book. Next thing on my mind was church camp next weekend. A month ago, I, wouldn't, I would have turned down the idea of anything related to God. I couldn't really trust him. Now I'm ready. Meredith didn't want to go this year, so I was. it was just going to be Julia, Sarah, Lily, and two other guys I knew. It was going to be hard, so, but I could do it, right? I was ready for the deep conversations and then blasting music. This year was different, though. Meredith is always with me, but this year she isn't. I shiver at the thought. So Sarah and Noah will be there. Noah and I got closer over the past year, though him and Sarah go to the same school and have had a connection since the beginning. So for me, they're not really going to be there. I was asleep all the way home until Mom slammed on the brakes. Everything was okay, but I panicked. The world was dark and cold. I could smell the burnt turkey and potatoes in the back. I was hungry, and it was the only thing closest to food for the next two hours. As we wrap our arms around one another one last time, the song that we were singing hit me. Every sec every church song gets to you emotionally, though this song had never slapped me in the face so hard. Right on my right on my nose where it's really sensitive. The most painful memories flood my head and how nothing will ever be the same. My eyes shut from the flooding tears. Dad, he really was gone. No more late night snacks. No more. Everything we do with him is now dead with him. He won't be able to squeeze the back of my neck or yell across the pool that my race was next. I could feel his presence. I just wish it wasn't my imagination. 
With the sun beaming through the windows and the lights rolling around, it started on blue and then faded to purple. After purple, it went to red and went through the rainbow. The lights would flash out at my face, which would make me close my eyes and went through and look away. Then I couldn't keep it in or hide it anymore. My tears flew down my face and down my cheek. Arms came at me from all different directions. I felt secured and loved by all the people. Though it was though this moment was only going to last for a little bit, it would end in just a minute. Two minutes can feel like a long time, but it really isn't. In thirty seconds everyone will let go and go back to avoiding me. The long the lights will turn back on for the stage and will sit in darkness for an hour or so. I'll go back to being the extra real no one needs, just takes up space, unwanted space. The song ended and we sat down. The final session was always emotional, but I had a feeling that it would be extra emotional this year. I watched the 8th graders stand up and almost all of them were brought to tears, which brought joy and tears to everyone else. Not sad tears, happy tears. They were thankful for everyone at this camp. It really did impact their lives for the better. I want that. I want to feel loved. I want to feel impacted and that I have a reason. What is my reason? I know I have one, but right now it feels like I have nothing. When you have nothing to when you have nothing, I guess you have nothing to lose. Hey Lauren, come join us, Trent yelled. I met Trent because of Noah. Noah and I have only known each other for three years, but it feels like we've known each other for longer. Okay, I stammer, shocked. What do they want? Sarah and Noah were playing footsie, of course. They're the couple everyone wants them everyone wants them to date even though they don't like each other, which is kind of stupid. We are literally only in the seventh grade, I thought, walking over to Trent, who was peacefully swinging higher and higher on the swing. What's up, I murmur. Nothing. I was just wondering why you've completely avoided us, he said in a caring tone. I barely, I barely know this kid, and it seems like he knows me more than Noah. Noah hasn't said one thing to me this weekend. That's an exaggeration. I've talked to him, but he's really only focused on Sarah, which I guess is fine. Something tells me otherwise, Trent says, giving me this stern look. I didn't want to push my personal boundaries, but I think I can really trust him. I just have had a tough time with myself, I guess, I whisper. Oh, well, you are amazing, and don't let and don't listen to others who say otherwise, he said, smiling. That was a cheesy line. My dad told me that every time I left home, always starting my day right when he said that. Even though he isn't physically here, I can tell myself that and still believe it. After that, Trent and I laid on the sidewalk and just talked, admiring the stars. I started to think how Trent really cared about me. I guess I was more than someone who wastes space to Trent. Someone really did care. The next morning, I felt like puking from all the food I ate. We were leaving this morning, which meant cleanup time. Our cabin was really messy from the party. We had mostly, which Mostly Sarah, Lily, Juliet, Noah, and Trent, and I tossed pillows and pretzels. Once we finished, we went and ate breakfast. Trent yelled my name and said he saved a seat for me, which was nice of him to sacrifice a spot for me. I sat down and actually heard my voice for the first time here. Kinda. Loading the bus, there were only three seats left. Sarah and Julia, Noah and Trent, and I sat in the seat, and I sat in the seat in front of them. We were crammed. All of the stuff was just piled on, so I sat by the window with my stuff piling out the aisle. I watched as different colored cars drove by and different people in them. 
I looked inside the cars on tops to try and guess their mood, and then I started hearing my name being called in every direction. People want me? I thought to myself and chuckled, looking at the aisles. Yes, I say. The, bu- the bus hops over a speed bump and everyone screams. Switch with Trent. It was Noah demanding me to switch. Probably wants me to ask some more questions about Sarah. Fine, I say sharply, not wanting anything to do with this. He patted the empty spot and I plopped down. Hey, he says, this is the beginning. You know, he you think he's actually going to uh, ask about you, but really he wants to know about what Sarah said. She didn't say anything. Not that I heard. She didn't talk to me. I mumbled. Um, okay. I was just going to ask if you were okay, he said. He asked sincerely. What? Noah must not be feeling well. I laughed to myself. I eventually responded, and we talked all the way back. It felt like old times, before Sarah. Bye, guys. I'll miss you, Julia yells, pulling everyone in a group hug. Their arms latched right in front of me, and I was going to try to fight my way through. Just then, Noah and Trent let go and wrapped me tight in their arms. Who knew boys were better than girls in something? Actually caring. Sarah was jealous, but I didn't care. They were going to spend the rest of the day texting, and I was going to eat and sleep. The rest of the school year, people talked to me. Not just because of my dad, but because they cared. Trent and Noah were always talking to me. My mom finally opened the curtains and let light in. Um, your shorts, Lily said. They're ugly. I knew what was going to happen, and I was prepared to walk away in victory. That's funny. When did I ask for your opinion? I said confidently. Oh, right. I didn't. Lily walked away, huffing and puffing. It might have been a little rough, but it shut her up. Nothing else was ever said by her again. Fine by me. Next thing on my list was my 13th birthday. I had 13 friends and two best friends that I was inviting. Who knew my birthday party would be a blowout?